Welcome to New Day Podcast, a ministry of Redeemer Church of Madison. Join me, Pastor Gabe, for a weekly podcast devoted to discussions around church, theology, and practical issues we all face. Let's go. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. I'm glad you're tuning in. That was a little Truman Show-ish. Uh, did y'all see Truman Show? Uh, yeah. Where he says, in case I didn't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Mariah's well, never yep. seen it. She, we talked about it literally on Sunday that she's never seen the Truman Show, and I was mind blown. Chris was looking at me like I was an idiot. So You've, You've never, never seen, seen the Truman it? Show? No. But she's seen robots. Truman Show is kind of <laughs> creepy because then once you watch it, you're going to think you're in the – do you know the premise of Truman Show? Yeah. So, Do not tell her. If she doesn't even know what it is, she can go in blind. Are you going to watch it? I mean, yes. You, okay. you say, these books I need to read, I write them down, <laughs> I read them, these podcasts I listen to. This is more important down, than all I the books them. combined. Go watch okay. the Truman Show tonight. <laughs> it's so good. And then your life will never be the same. <laughs> You'll okay. see like little what it looks like could be a camera, and then you're freaking out. It's not scary. Is that it's really traffic? Yeah. Is it? The same guy keeps walking around the block. Mm, it's just, good. Just enjoyed that beautiful taste of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast was brought to you. I love how Chris is just clueless. Clueless. Oh, man. Okay. So good. By, by next week, when we record a podcast, I'm going to give Chill. you guys an update. I'll make Mariah watch it, too. Okay, yeah. good. We'll get all the uh, all the opinions. It's, it's good. I like it's it. It's so good. All right. So, I mean, that was a pretty... Pretty hard entrance yes. uh, to the Truman Show, but here we are, Xander, Miss Chris, Shalom, Gabe, doing the podcast together again. This is the second one back, and I'm just excited. It's okay. it's oh, it's second or third, third, this, this third. We did yep. an intro. We did an intro. Yep. So this the first is the, and the this second. is the third. Um, yeah, just grateful to be alive. So uh, real quick, um, because we did talk about Truman Show, and this one's going to be 30 minutes. You watch. Here we go. We're, we're calling it. What time are you keeping the counter? Yeah, it's on the uh, okay on the screen. It's on the. Which one am I looking at? You're looking at that one. It's a countdown. Okay, it counts down. But we're already over thirty. Uh, I I set it to thirty two minutes. Okay, so I'll subtract two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make it. So we're gonna do it. Uh, hey. Share one fun thing about each other, other than you haven't seen the Truman Show. Or one one fun thing you did this weekend. How about that? That was a little easier. I tailgated for the first time. Shout out to Mr. Steven Stozier <laughs> for letting me borrow a generator. And it was the first time my brother and I um, and the wives got to hang out since his child was born for an elongated period of time. Mm. We were in that parking lot from like 2 o'clock on, just cheering on the dogs, Watching the Alabama game, the LSU. You pick a game. It was just nothing but football the whole day. Threw around the pigskin. I have some bruises on my arm. I got tackled. It was worth it. Just wow. seeing buddies from college walking around, and we're like, it's never a good tailgate until uh, you get a random tackle. Uh, it was so great. And then giant truck pulls in next to us, watches the game with us, shamelessly <laughs> sitting on their own truck bed so they can look through our like through our tent to see the TV, and they're asking us to turn up the volume. Mm. Great time. That's Go fun. Dogs. And then you went into the game after? Yeah, and then That's we went to fun. the game and had childhood friends. Actually, Collier Jackson yeah. sitting right behind me. We walk up there. I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around. And I'm like, this is my friend from high school. One of my groomsmen is sitting next to him. And I'm like, 
Nice. What is happening? Small world. I love it. All right, so you ready for a hot take? Hot take. Tailgating does not seem very fun to me. Neither. What's wrong with you people? I know. I'm. I'm. Forgive me, Father Fry. While you were saying all that, I was thinking it, and all the football I watched was from the comfort of my sofa. But did you smell gasoline burning in the air? Did you hear? <laughs> She's married to Eddie Kennedy. Of course. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> of course you did. Okay, it was a bad question. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Yeah, so that's fun. Fun thing you did this weekend. Fun thing I did this weekend was um, hosted a birthday party for two sweet little girls mm-hmm. and got to see lots of sweet little children and it was a fun day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which was uh, my favorite thing, too. Yeah. Um, Greedy and I got to go hunt Friday night, which was fun. And then I'm, I'm doing, too. I'm breaking the rules. Uh, and then we had Carolee and Emmy's <laughs> joint birthday party at the Kennedy Plantation. Um, can, is that, can I say that? Can we use the word plantation you anymore? Can. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't, I don't have a bleep button, at so the Kennedy go back. Farm. Um, <laughs> And it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tr- real, real confession. I think that was Carolee's first birthday party that we've actually thrown her. That's kid number four syndrome. Um, she's about to turn seven. And, and that's the other part of the syndrome. You don't even know how old your fourth kid is. I know. I totally <laughs> just guessed right there. She was 2016. That's seven, right? Seven. I got my age wrong the other day. Ryan had to correct me. You had, because on the candles, one was a seven and one was, was an eight. eight yeah. So. So, Carolee's birthday is in November. Emmy's is in September. So, we did it in the middle because Carolee always wants a pool birthday party. It's like, it's it's November. We can't do that. So, we just combined them. And it was great. And this is also the first time we've had a birthday party while they were in school um, because historically we've homeschooled until we moved to Morgan County. And so, they just got to take invites to all their friends at school. So, we had people showing up left and right. had literally no clue who they were. Uh, But it was fun. It was fun. We enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you guys for... It was fun. hosting. Um, the girls felt very loved, and even though we put on the invitation, presents not necessary. They still got a bunch of gifts. They did, uh, which was it was very fun. So uh, that's enough about us because survey says y'all don't like that part. Um, so let's move to the calendar. Let's move to the calendar. Breaking news. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're getting fancy over here. Um, so w- with the calendar, Miss Chris, you got it pulled up. Give us some highlights of things coming up. Uh, I know some of the big ones that I'm excited about. I'll go ahead and talk. Okay. Uh, if you want me to. Or you, you got it now? I'm, I'm ready. Okay, you go for it. All right. So, of course, all of our weekly things that we always have going on, all of our family groups, grief share, course seminars, Bible drill, all those things weekly. Um, we have Faith in Blue. It's going to be the first major event we have coming up, and that is on um, the 7th. It's on a Saturday morning, and it is um, starts at 10 a.m. from 10 to 1. From we, 10 a.m. Um, yeah. so Santa's coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is just the movie references podcast. My favorite. Oh. So that's that's always a fun a fun morning. You get to see all the law enforcement. Uh, last year they had a helicopter that mm-hmm. landed. Those kind of things. So it's a fun day for the kids and adults. But it was a lot of fun. Highly encourage. Then we have coming up on the eighteenth our um, Redeemer Trunk or Treat Chili Cook Off. 
bounce houses, all the fun things. All the fun things. Six o'clock. And I'm I'm pumped about this. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited. We might even call it the first annual. Let us get through the first one and see if we like it. But um, yeah, we we we've not done a big like come to our campus, come check out the church kind of outreach event. And God has blessed us with the property, with the pavilion. I mean, we are set up to host these kind of events. So I'm super excited. I think it'll be uh, a huge win for our church just to invite as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and be thinking it's it's a low bar as far as, hey, come get candy and hang out and eat chili. Um, not, not many people are probably going to say no to that. Right. Um, so Redeemer people, I'm talking to you. Sign up for bringing some chili with your family group, with a car, or do a trunk. Uh, just whatever you can to help out, and then invite as many friends and family as you can, because um, we're we're really hoping to pack out the pavilion and um, oh there it is hashtag pack out pavilion and and really just for the sake of meeting our community and meeting neighbors and and family and friends and so yeah I'm I'm super excited about that which leads us right into October twenty second so the Sunday after um, we're bringing back the Bring a family day. I bring a friend day. So that's the Sunday. I'm, I'm preaching a pretty clear gospel presentation out of the book of Matthew. And we're just pressing everyone. Invite them to the truck or treat. And then that next Sunday, invite them to church. I shared it at our partner meeting yesterday. Statistically, it's either 83 or 86% of people will come to church if they're just invited. And so, I mean, let's try it. Like, yeah. let's, let's try that number and see what happens. There's roughly 20,000 people in Morgan County that don't have a relationship with Jesus. And and we can say it that way, but the reality is that means they're going to go to hell. And mm-hmm. so let's take a shot, be bold, be brave, and invite people. Uh, so those are the two big things in October that I'm, I'm personally pretty excited about. And then the last big thing in October is we have the opportunity to partner with Morgan County Parks and Rec with yep. the Community Fall Festival. There'll be... Other churches there working. There'll be um, businesses, lots and lots of families yes. um, coming in. And so we have opportunity to be in the mix of that and um, just tag along to what the rec department's already doing. Yeah, praise God we have a rec department that, one, does these events, and two, invites the churches to come help. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Um, so that's a that's another opportunity for us to love and serve the community and, yeah, meet a bunch of families and people that we don't know. And hopefully for all of these events, we'll have our t- our new T-shirts. Yes. And everybody will be able to wear those. Redeemer T-shirts are coming out. Um, if you if you would like to buy one, they're 20 bucks for adults, $15 for kids. Um, and it's just an easy way to rep our church and our community. Um, they're they're awesome. I'm, I'm a little biased, but they're pretty Me cool. Too. So uh, those like will be them. coming out hopefully – I don't have a date yet, but soon, soon, <laughs> TBD, soon. Uh, but yeah, they are they are at the the printer, so we're yes. we're just waiting on, on this. Our we love our printers, um, but so does everyone else, and they are very busy people. So and, uh, whenever will, they have a and chance, I will say this: we have ordered a variety of sizes. They're all short sleeve black shirts, but in a variety of sizes. So. When we say this is the day T-shirts go on sale, yep, have cash. Have your cash and be ready to make a purchase because I'm thinking they're going to go fast. And when they go, they go. 
Not really. If, if, if <laughs> we can always order more, we will backtrack on that one. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone for this first for the for shipment. round one. Yeah. Yep. And we also have invite cards coming um, that that should be here soon as well. So for that big Sunday in October, October twenty second, um, and take them. Invite friends, family, your waitress, your waiter. I mean, even just at lunch today, Chris was able to rep Redeemer by a pin. Uh, the waiter was asking what kind of, or he he was complimenting your pen. And you're like, here, take it. This is Redeemer Church. You should come see us sometime. And uh, so it's that simple. It really is. Yeah, he asked for uh, prayers and for more pens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's server life for you. That's a, I remember that, the days. That's a ministry right there, prayers and pens. Prayers and pens. I love it. And a tip. Yeah, yeah, and tip well. <laughs> Always tip, tip well. well. All right, so that anything else coming up on the calendar? No, I think it's time for us to go to the cutting room floor. We are official. We are truly official. The producer of all producers over here making that happen. Uh, So what book were we in yesterday? The book of Matthew. Book of Matthew. (laughs) I got the first question, so you have to do it next. The first (laughs) book of the New Testament and the four Gospels. Mm -hmm. Bible drill. Shout out. Shout out, Bible drill. Uh, yeah, so so yesterday we talked about Jesus coming off the Sermon on the Mount, hearing the, healing the leper, and then healing the centurion servants, uh, centurion, centurion servant. Good gracious. Um, and it was just, for me, the, the big takeaway is as Jesus is doing these, Matthew is recording it in such a way for the Jewish audience to know but man, this is not just a Jewish thing anymore. His first miracles after saying, all authority, I have authority, I'm preaching with authority, is to go out and uh, heal a leper who may or may not have been Jewish, we don't know, but was definitely cast out from society, and to hear, heal a Gentile Roman soldier. Uh, so Gentile, not Jew, Roman, enemies of Jews. And uh, I just, I cannot underestimate um the amount of controversy that that had to create. I mean, Jesus had uh, had a target on his back from that moment. And so one of the things on the cutting, floor, cutting room floor that I didn't really get to was after Jesus healed the leper, he said, go present yourself to the priest and then don't tell anyone else. Um, and that's just a, seems like an odd thing to say, right? right. Like you're, you're now cleansed. Go tell the world. Go tell your family. family go tell your friends. Uh, go tell your family. Go tell everybody. And uh, he was charged with telling no one. So uh, I'll kick that over to y'all. What, why? Why was he charged with telling no one? Uh, how nerdy we want to get here. So, like, there's a there's a phrase for it, uh, but it's just the the fact that Christ was here. He wanted a specific time and a specific moment for everything to play out. Mm-hmm. And so um, he had... He wanted to keep his presence to some variant degree a secret from people who were going to freak out too much. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately the reason he went to the cross um, was because Pontius Pilate sent him there because he was claiming some form of kinghood Mm -hmm. but was not Caesar. Mm -hmm. And there's no king but Caesar. So that's why he was crucified. Now, the Jews were the ones who pushed forward, things of that nature. Uh, But if he was going to walk around and declare himself God, that is another way of saying king. And so he had to or he was choosing in his providential knowledge beforehand Mm -hmm. to do these miraculous things. He was more concerned with the person in front of him 
than with the political narrative that he could have established, which all Jews at the time were expecting. Whoever's going to show up is going to be like Solomon, golden armor, golden sword, be eight feet tall, and dethrone Mm -hmm. Rome, bring back Israel, um, probably what we are all hoping out of the next president. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who's going to solve all of our problems, handle everything for us, and look beautiful while they do it. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if, if word got out too fast, Jesus would have been a dead man. Right away. And yeah. short answer, because God's timing mm-hmm. is always right. Yep. Galatians he 3. Knows it. When the fullness of time had come, yes. God sent his son. And, yeah, the timing is always right. So, yeah, Jesus said, go, like, go tell the priests so you can be entered back yeah. into society. But keep this under under wraps for now because if this, if this breaks too fast, uh, I'm a dead man and I've got much more work to do. Not necessarily healing and the big crowds, but I've got to make these disciples so that when I'm dead and gone, discipleship will continue on, yeah, which is just an interesting thing. And we'll see that. It's not the only time we'll see that phrase. Jesus uses it often of, hey, you're welcome. Don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was probably the biggest thing from the cutting room floor I didn't have time to get to, uh, but, but was quite interesting. So um, any, any thoughts for y'all takeaways from the sermon? Or why didn't I cover this? Or why should I spend more time here? Or are y'all ready to get into the solace? I mean, you covered it well. It's just something I come back to the Roman and his his understanding of authority. Mm-hmm. And I do not know what movie this is from or clip. I don't know. It keeps showing up on my social media all the time. I wish. Uh, <laughs> um, in which these suited guys are having a debate in which one of them makes the argument that Satan is not opposed to good morals. Mm. In fact, he's fine with them. He's opposed to Christ. Mm. And the other guy says, no, we can use good morals to attract people to the gospel, and good morals are good for society. So let's encourage good morals. And I think you're being a little too stingy. And the other guy says, call me ridiculous if you will, but Christ is the authority. If it doesn't have Christ, then it has no authority. Mm. Um and that understanding, which you hit on very well, uh, especially with the the police officer illustration, you can, will you? Mm-hmm. It's a very different question. It changes your prayer life. It changes your mentality. Um, and then you start to understand if he is a loving father, if he will give us good gifts, and then he says no, well, you must have a reason. Mm-hmm. I must. There must be a reason dad won't let me you know, swing the katana while jumping on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Probably not a good idea. I don't know, but it's what I want to do. Swing the what? Sword. <laughs> Specific type of sword. Yeah, I lost you there. But that's a good point. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, going back to that, uh, one of our professors in in seminary really changed the way I prayed because it was that, yes, not asking uh, will he or can he, but will he because we know that he can. And – so Dr. Whitney would always preface prayer by saying, uh, pray for God to be glorified. God, I think you would be most glorified if this happened. And if you answered this prayer in this way, I think it would give you the most glory. And it really changes the way that, that I prayed, at least, because you can't pray selfish prayers that way. Mm. Like, it, it very quickly calls you out. And then I was just shocked at how many prayers God actually answered because even in me saying that, that I know you can, will you, because I think this is the most important thing for your glory, 
a lot of those prayers are actually answered because I'm aligning myself with his will and with his glory, and then lo and behold, he actually answers them. But you can't say, will you do this for my glory? It's never going to work out. But when we align ourselves to God's glory, things do. Uh, prayers typically get answered a little more. So uh, I, I will chase one more cutting room floor that I had a family group bring up, and um, we'll, we'll try to keep this short and concise because it could go a long way. Um, but for the leper or the centurion, what if Jesus would have said no? And what about the people in our church that are dealing with unanswered prayers in this moment and are doubting that, man, maybe Jesus isn't real, maybe Jesus doesn't love me, um, that, that in a lot of ways we don't know how to handle a no answer from, from Jesus in prayer, especially something that seems to be good and right and would be God-honoring. Why would Jesus say no? And it's honestly not something that we see a ton in the Gospels. I mean, I'm not trying to get ahead too much, but this week we're going to look at the word all because it says in the text that Jesus healed all of the sickness. Um, So what then do we do when we don't feel like Jesus is listening or is answering our prayers? Um, And I think it's something that, to your point, it's not that he can or cannot. Of course he can. It's a it's a question of will he, and if he chooses not to, then we've got to trust that there's a purpose behind it, and it's not going to be easy, and we're never going to, uh, we're never, we might not ever understand it this side of eternity, but I think it's a question we all have to wrestle with and come to grips of. Um, one of the examples that I was going to use and I didn't, but um, Daniel, um What's the what's the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Like he can and he will. But if he doesn't. But even if he doesn't, he's still good. So having that mindset among us of like of course he can and of course he will. Like I know he'll hear these prayers and listen. But even if he doesn't, even if we burn up in the fire, that doesn't change the fact that he's still good and that he still loves us. And again, getting to the to that mindset of he can, he will and even if he doesn't, he's still good. I think is it's a hard process, but and it and it doesn't come from focusing on prayer. It comes from focusing on the character and nature of who God is and his love for us is where we can come up to that conclusion. Does that make sense? Yep. I, I think, do I do like how you tied it all back to the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the poor in spirit and and the humility and that I think studying through the scripture expo- with expository preaching mm-hmm. and and looking back to what the beginning this was not you know this was not a separate yeah. piece of time this was this was all connected yeah and, and, and with that those connections perhaps and this is just a a generality right like I'm not I'm not speaking to any certain situation but perhaps God's not answering your prayer because you're not humble enough mm-hmm. and you're still uh, you're still trying to solve it on your own. And one of the things I'm just convinced the older I get, uh, which that's, that makes me sound like an old man mm-hmm. sitting on my rocking porch, but uh, <laughs> rocking porch. What is a rocking porch? I wasn't going to call you on it. I mean, it's it's when the whole porch just keeps going <laughs> back and forth. It's when you don't bolt it to the walls well. <laughs> Poorly built. Uh, and my rocking chair on my porch is, uh, gosh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But but God will not share his glory, right? And so if there's 
if you're not humbled yourself and you're begging God, but at the same time you're trying to create the solution and you're trying to take credit for what God has already blessed you with, then why in the world would he answer those prayers when you're going to take credit for it? And so with both of those examples, we just see utter humility and utter at the end of their ropes. There's nothing else we could do. I think that's the significance of the centurion servant, or centurion soldier using the word Lord twice is uh, it, it was not a, um, if you, if you say, no, I'm going to go find my own way. It was, I know who you are and I know what you're capable of. That's why I'm here asking you and with all humility. So, I mean, I would just say, if you don't feel like a prayer in a situation is getting answered, where's there still some pride in you or some lack of humility that um, maybe blind it, but just ask the Lord to reveal it and, and see what comes from it. But anyways, anything else on that one? Because we only have a few more minutes left. <laughs> We're buzzing along. We're doing great. But one of the things that uh, we we saw, and I kind of ended the sermon, which ties perfect into our five solas, is uh, faith. So let's go ahead and transition into the five solas. That was a high one right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so five solas uh, that we've been talking about really began in the Reformation, um, and it it was something that wasn't really articulated till I think the late 1800s, but it really is what drove uh, the reformers to separate themselves from and really make make pure uh, evangelicalism what it is today. And so um, we call it the five solas. That's Latin for, um, four, is that really right, four minutes left? Yeah, four minutes. You oh, got it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so last week we looked at Scripture alone. Uh, today we're going to look at faith alone. Um, by grace alone, in Christ alone, the glory of God alone. So those are the five solas, the fives alones, that really are the foundation of our faith and what we hold fast to, what the church fathers have hold, hold fast to, and, and really gives a good framework and structure for uh, Christianity and what we believe. So um, this week as we look at faith alone, we spent some time last uh, at the sermon at the end, looking at Hebrews eleven, because for the for Lazarus, Lazarus, oh my gosh, four minutes it got me all tripped up. Um, for the leper and for the centurion soldier, they were coming in faith, right? So there was there was no guarantee, there was no proof for them that Jesus is who he says he is. He actually could do what he says he can do, especially for these two guys because they might have heard rumors of Jesus healing. But he's literally coming down from the mountain, coming down. And that's why I use the example of you can walk the walk, but can you talk the talk? And so especially the leper, I just love the fact that he had to hear what was happening. He had to recognize that was the Christ. And by faith, he came to him and said, I know that you can do this. That's all by faith. And so um, what the what the reformers were really getting at in faith alone is that nothing else can save us apart from faith alone. And in that day, uh, there were so many things that the Catholic Church taught and the state churches taught that, man, if you give enough, if you serve enough, if you uh, do all these things enough in the right way at the right time, then God can love you and serve and save you. But if you don't, then you can't. And so what Martin Luther and 
Calvin and Zwingli and all these guys came in and said, absolutely not. Scripture is clear. It's only by faith alone that we can be saved. It's not a result of works. So Ephesians 2 said that no man can boast, but it's only through faith alone. And uh, I think it's just such an important tenet. It's something that we hear and take for granted um, because it's almost too easy. But true, genuine faith is not easy at all. Um, it's it's putting not just a toe in the water, but it's jumping completely in, not knowing there's actually water in the pool, right? Like you might get in and hurt yourself, but that's what faith requires is a full commitment to Christ and a full trusting that he actually is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he'll do. So um, what does faith alone mean for you guys? How have you all kind of uh, wrapped your head around uh, what the church fathers believed and taught so well based on Scripture. So a uh, perfect quote to that. Zwingli, guy that you just mentioned, um, is probably my favorite theological guy to go back to and read from. He has a great quote in which he said, I believe that the clearest revelation of God that any man can have in this life is the Word of God, which is contained in the Holy Scriptures. The Word of God is the greatest treasure on this earth. Um, and just understanding that Scripture makes it clear that I offer nothing to salvation. I cannot take from my salvation. Um, it is through only my faith mm. in who Christ was, is, and will always be, um, which means when I mess up big time, and I do, when I fall short, which I do, um, those are never things that can shake the eternity. So that mm. porch doesn't swing brother <laughs> it is fixed to the house mm. that's good i almost said to the rock and then i was like i don't know if that's getting like too like <laughs> illustration within an illustration but i love it chris faith alone and and the bible tells us it is it is um faith is a gift that mm-hmm. god gives us to to be able to believe yeah um and so and, and why is why does that matter? Because we don't have to come up with it on our own. Yeah. He just gives it to us. And if we did, like Paul says in Ephesians 2, if we did come up with it on our own, then we'd brag about it. Yes. Because we're all sinful, wretched yes. human beings. And then so if you, even the faith was ours to believe, then we would take credit for it. Yes. And but you nope, can't. You can't. Yeah. Because Sorry, I cut you off. If but he, no, so but good. It, because if he doesn't give us faith, we, it, it's not something we can muster up on mm-hmm. our own. It is a gift from him. And then you mentioned Hebrews 11, um, and it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. Mm. That's that's how we get God's approval is through faith that he gives us. Mm-hmm. So it's a... Yeah. And the... the- for for me, when you say that, the perfect imagery that comes to my mind is the covenant with Abram, right? Yes. Abraham. He was sleeping. Yes, he was asleep. He was not participating in it at all. God did everything. everything. And that's that's what we, we, what do we bring to the table? Nothing. Nothing. And the, the quicker we can get to that, the, the deeper our foundations and our faith will be. And the more that we... Realize we bring nothing to the table. So Matthew, and the poorer in spirit we will be. Sounds a little bit like the Beatitudes, huh? A little bit. Uh, Matthew 5.3, not 5.1. I messed that up twice yesterday. But uh, Matthew Barrett, who's a professor at the school I'm, I'm doing my doctorate at, puts it this way. 
The reformers love to talk about a great, marvelous exchange. Christ has taken our sins and their penalty on the cross. What have we received in exchange? The perfect, spotless righteousness of Christ. Not only have we been forgiven and our debt has been paid in full, but imputed to our accounts is Christ's perfect record of obedience. And all we have to do is have faith and faith alone. And so that's the beautiful, the, the great exchange that the Puritans used to talk about is um, that, that's it. He gives us the faith. We put our faith in him. He takes all of our sin, everything, and then we get his righteousness. I mean, he gets the raw end of the deal, um, but it glorifies his Father in heaven, and so that's why he does it. So um, be of good cheer, church. It's only faith. That's, that's all that's required of us is faith in him and him alone, not our good works, good deeds, um, saying the right thing, doing the right thing, not doing the right thing. Uh, that was the old adage I always heard growing up is, uh, don't drink or chew, run with girls that mm-hmm. do. Y'all remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, what? You never heard that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you ain't old enough yet, kid. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just nonsense. That's not yeah. what saves. And I think sometimes we also do, okay, we're saved by faith, but now we've got to do all these works. Ooh, keep going. So it's not just a, it's not just the faith that saves us, but yep. sustains it sustains us. Yep, yep. So you're saying after I get saved, I don't have to go to church or read my Bible or say prayers? I can just say it and move on? You don't have to. Because that sounds great. That's what I'm going to do. But are you saved? I'll see you 1.7 times a month. <laughs> but do you yeah, really have faith? Mm, but that would be the question. That is the question. Yep. I mean, because it, I will let, know you by your works. Let me. Oh. You know a tree by the fruit it bears. Fruit. Let me, yeah, let me turn that on, on the other head. Uh, if I said, man, I love my wife. I never spend time with her. I don't actually want to be with her. I see her 1.7 times a month. I married her. I married her. Isn't that enough? I, dude, I go one, I'm busy. I see her 1.7 times a month mm-hmm. for about two hours. You're welcome. Yep. Then we're we say, madly you, in love. Do you really love her? No. You're just going through the motions. In the same way, I would. if that's someone's genuine approach, as I said a prayer, I'm trying to live a good life, that's when we get to heaven, we could easily say, brother, sister, that is... That's not faith alone. That's works. And, mm. and we could go a deep dive. I mean, when you read almost every epistle in the New Testament, that's the issue at hand is faith alone plus circumcision, faith alone plus Jewish tradition. And Paul is constantly writing back going, no, it's it's none of those. We talked about the Peter-Paul controversy last night where Paul had to confront Peter to his face because Peter was teaching faith plus Jewish traditions, faith plus eating the proper diet. And the moment we put our hope in anything outside of faith alone, we have just divorced the gospel from reality. And I think that's where we just have to be really careful. I, I preach about it all the time, the Bible Belt, the Bible Belt, how much it affects our thinking. And most, I would say most people in the Bible Belt are faith plus. And, and you can fill in the plus. It's going to be different things for different people. But we are people of faith alone, and that's what saves and praise God for that truth because we have, again, to your point, Matthew 5, 3, we have nothing to bring to the table. Um, and even if we could, Jesus says the gate's narrow. You've got to drop it all to get in. And all that we have is faith alone. That's all I got. Uh, amen. That's all you need. Chris, you've had some bombs drop. Hit us with one last bomb. <laughs> On command. <laughs> I have nothing. 
There's the bomb. <laughs> There's the bomb. Faith alone. Uh, so next week we will be covering um, Grace alone, and then the next week Christ alone, and then we'll end with the glory of God alone. So I hope to see you guys back here next week. Thank you for listening to New Day Podcast. The song is Fire on the Ridge by St. Howard. With what you have just heard, go and be faithful.